The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. on the Thursday edition of the 6.30 Chat Afternoon News. It's Jay Lynn and Andrew. Uh, Frank's been holding patiently. I think he wants to talk about bad driving. Hi, Frank, what's on your mind? Hey there, Jay Lynn and Andrew. Hi. You know, you were talking about having to do driving light. uh, Oh, geez, I just lost my train. Retesting. Yeah. Retesting. Well, that does happen when you get so many demerits. Because it actually happened to me years ago when I lived in South Edmonton. And I was actually driving for a company doing deliveries. And uh, I remember there was a number of incidences because I was quite sick in those days. And I was doing a lot of, uh, you know, whatever drugs I had to do for my illness. And one of the drugs used to make me sleepy. And anyway, to make a long story short, I did get a lot of demerits. And I actually had to do my... Uh, driving test over in order to get, I can't remember all the details, but to, you know, to clear some of the demerits or whatever it was, I had to go back. But actually and, uh, drive your test again? Yes, I did. Yep. I had to drive my test again, and I remember clearly. It just all came back as I was listening. To Did, do you remember having a meeting first, though? Because I've got a friend who lost their license on demerits. And they had to go before a three-member panel, and I can't recall who was on that panel, and talk about why they should get their license back. But he didn't have to to retest. No, I didn't have to go in front of a panel. I don't remember all the details. There was no panel, but I did have a meeting with uh, somebody, Mm. and uh, and it was recommended that I had to uh, redo my driver's test. So, uh, yeah. Didn't have to go in front of the panel, but I did have to sit down with with some. Can't remember all the details as I, as I said, but uh, yeah, I definitely had to do my driver's test over. Huh. And, uh, okay. And so it wasn't the pleasant experience, let me tell you. So I'll just keep on <laughs> <laughs> the road, folks. Hey, Frank, is this the, is this the Frank? I think it is. It is, yeah, the one you gave the CDs to. Yeah. You're a faithful listener. Okay, very good. How <laughs> are the go. CDs treating you? What's that? How oh, the- I love my CDs. Good. You had a wonderful selection in there, and I love your pouch with your J on it. So glad. <laughs> <laughs> there was a trophy that was given to me in uh, in that uh, a long time ago, and I thought it just best uh, to pass along uh, to, to carry all the CDs. And I'm glad you're enjoying them, Frank. Thanks so much oh, for calling. Uh, hey, it was funny because when I got the CDs, I was expecting, like, they were in the cases, right? Yeah, no, I lost all the cases ages ago. (laughs) No, it makes sense when you have one of those uh, players that you play about 10 at once. Well, no, it was. It was a 200 CD changer. So I put oh, wow. all of the CDs in there and oh, threw out all the cases, which was, awesome yeah, it was Everybody awesome, Frank. Yeah. Thanks so much, and I hope you're feeling good these days. I am doing better, my folks. Awesome. Here. Great to hear. Okay. Thanks, Frank. Take it easy. Hi, Dave. Hey guys, that was the driver control board that he would have to sit in front of, as I did when I was a teenager. <laughs> the driver yeah, control Yeah, I think that's board. what it was is called. Yeah, driver control yeah, board. That's and what it was called, and they explained to you, oh, this is why you shouldn't be speeding, and your insurance is going to go up so much. And, well, of course, I couldn't be told anything because I was 16, and 
Yeah, and you know what? Now that you mention that, that's right. I remember how this went down. He he went before the driver control board, and they decided. And now it, the rules may have changed. Although a texter just said that I got my, I lost my license, and I had to wait a month for the suspension. Then I went down and got a new one. There was no new test. But what happened was he went before the driver control board because he told me this story over beers one night, and there was several choices. He could be retested. He would have to uh, attend classes where they show films and teach you about mm, defensive driving. driving, or he could just wait out the suspension. But they decided what it was. And in this particular case, they decided to let him have his license back. But uh, but he See, didn't have I to... Got, when I went in front of the driver control board, sorry, I, got, I went before them before I lost my license, and they told me that I could see I was going to be a problem. So, <laughs> uh, I was in about 12 demerits, and... Well, like I say, they couldn't tell me anything. I lost it anyway. What What were the offenses? Was it speeding? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. How, are you? Yes. I, I was always in a very young teenage. Yeah. I, I was under twenty. We'll put it that way. Are you a better I, driver? I did, I did lose my license. I lost it for a month, and after that month was up, you got it back. You didn't have to do no license or anything. I'm in my fifties now, so this is a while back, of course. But. But you're you know, you're a perfect driver now, aren't you? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have taken, as I'm driving right now, going with logistics and back to the shop, um, I have driven guys to their driving test and have paid cash money to an individual who will guarantee them the pass. You know what? I'm and glad you mentioned that because what the minister, hang on, the minister, Dave, was, uh, and we, we didn't mention that, but that was something else the minister said, that there had also been stories yeah. of individuals paying a bribe to some of these uh, instructors or testers to pass their license, which well, came I as a shock to me. Guys, and that's, that's not like I know hundreds of thousands of people, but I know four people, and I drove two of them to the same location, and this individual guaranteed them a pass for $400. Wow. 400 400 bucks. It's, hmm. Yeah, it's not like it's tens of thousands that they're going to be making. Oh. And I've hmm. also talked to the individuals, and this is second-hand news, but I hear it right from them. Two days of being in our in this country, and they have a license already. Yeah, it's wrong. It's terrible wrong. I drove over two million kilometers in my life, logged legally. I wasn't always the legal beagle, but boy, oh boy, they're mm-hmm. it's too easy to this guy that's on the road every day. Yeah, we've had a few listeners ask us what the rules are on that, and I honestly don't know what well, the rules are. Well, I'll tell you are. what it is, because I yeah. pulled it up. So what it is, you can exchange a license, license from certain um, countries. Thanks for the call, Dave. Appreciate it, and I'll tell you what's going on here. So... Um Exchanging a license from another jurisdiction uh, with a reciprocal license exchange agreement. If you're exchanging a valid driver's license from one of the jurisdictions in the list below, and I'll get to that in a second, you can get your Alberta license without without taking a knowledge or road test. Mm. Okay. Australia, Austria, Belgium, France, Germany, Isle of Man, Japan, Netherlands, uh, Republic of Korea, Switzerland, Taiwan, UK, uh, Northern Ireland, UK, England, Scotland, and Wales, and the United States. So I would imagine we have a reciprocal agreement, right? So Canadians moving there probably don't have to take a test. I, well, I, I, yeah. I don't agree with so that. So exchange a license with a jurisdiction that doesn't have a reciprocal license exchange there agreement. There it is, yeah. Exchange a license from a jurisdiction that wasn't mentioned before. You'll need to pass a knowledge and a road test. 
Hmm. And this is from the Alberta Transportation site. So if you just Google Alberta license, and there's a whole bunch of things on there, and you just click on it, and it'll tell you a little bit more information about it. But yeah, there's a whole thing on there about exchanging a license from outside of Alberta. Hmm. 3.45 on the 6.30 Chet Afternoon News. Let's take a quick break here. Back with more. 496-0063, the number to get a hold of us. The text line is 630-630. All right, we're coming up to the 4 o'clock news on, uh, with Eileen Bell. We'll get to that in about 11 minutes time right now, though. How about this? What? Uh, do you remember the story back uh, in January of this year where a Sunwing jet was being towed back. Yes, Made I contact, do. right, there with was the a West fire. jet. Yeah, and uh, I think a tail hit a wing and yeah. there was a, a small fire. When they got the planes apart, the West jet plane uh, fire extinguished itself and the Sunwing fire became much smaller. Um, but it was still a situation where passengers had to be evacuated from the plane, from the West jet plane. It was uh, had 169 passengers and six crew members on board. So I'll start with the uh, good news. Now the Transportation Safety Board, as they will do in cases Mm -hmm. like this, have examined all the facts and uh, issued a report. They say that the WestJet plane, the evacuation took approximately two minutes and 23 seconds from the time the captain made the evacuation call. pretty good. Not bad. Like you you look at that and go, okay, two minutes Mm -hmm. to get uh, six crew and 169 passengers off. There was only one injury. Uh, it was a flight attendant, had a small injury uh, to her hand. And on the other plane, uh, the guy who was like sitting at, the, he's not a pilot, but he had a, an injury because he bailed out through the cockpit mm-hmm. window, I believe, mm-hmm. and hurt himself. Um, the bad he, news is this. Yeah, there's some bad news. Uh, first of all, the, the suggestion has now been made that as part of the announcement that they make to passengers about what to do in the event of an emergency, that they add to that announcement, leave everything behind. And WestJet says that while not mandatory, they did make that announcement. So they did their regular safety protocol, but when they actually wanted passengers to evacuate, they said on the intercom system and verbally, just out loud, leave everything behind. But they say a lot of passengers didn't. They were grabbing their carry-on, whether, <laughs> you know, I, and I suppose, you know, people don't want to leave laptops behind. They're afraid of, or, you know, they maybe they've the got their passport. On fire. I think that I'm jumping, man. Right. I, I got to be honest with you. I've wondered about that myself. Like, I've thought about that bag I carry on that's got all the family's yep. passports in it, that has all our travel plans, that's got my tablet. I mean, do I want to lose that or maybe not have access to it for six hours while they investigate, right? But the truth is, it could cost lives. Mm-hmm. Had that fire spread as quickly as they often can on a on an airplane, uh, there could have been a real problem yeah. there. So they just want people to know, again, you leave the carry-on behind. The other thing is... Um, now, you know when uh, a flight starts and you're in the emergency row, That's right. they'll come and explain mm-hmm. how to open the door and when to open the door, and they'll they'll tell you things like, look out the window, look for debris. But don't do it unless you're told to. But don't do it until you're commanded to do it, right? And apparently, three seconds after impact between the two planes, uh, some passengers opened and yeah. exited the yeah. plane. Without being told, without, without being any told. direction, anything like that. Right, which could be a real issue, right? Because <laughs> there could be something going on on that side of the yeah. plane, like the crew is there. And I, and I think what it comes down to is, and, and this is changing, but if it hasn't changed in your mind, let me try and change it. I think it comes down to the fact that people my age particularly 
uh, but others as well, see the flight crew as people who bring you drinks and food and a pillow. They're actually trained professionals and they're trained extensively in emergency measures like an evacuation of a plane. So it's really beneficial to listen to what they have to say, both the safety announcement that you think you know and have heard a thousand times, um, but the recommendation to take a look at where the exits are, mm -hmm. where your nearest exit is, where you would go if do that... Do you do it? I do. Uh, and I do it because I read an article from a pilot who who wrote an article basically saying, I am going to save somebody's life with this story. Mm -hmm. And I read the article, and I hope it's not my life he saves, but he had said that as a pilot, as a person who travels all the time, the first thing he does is looks for that emergency exit, uh -huh. counts the number of rows, then looks for the one behind, counts the number of rows, because in the dark or in a smoke-filled um, cabin. cabin, he knows on the ground that he can count the rows, yeah. the legs of the chairs, and know where to get out of the plane. And he talked about how various planes are similar but different, and that there could be one or two emergency exits different. So he looks at that pamphlet, and he's a pilot. He, he reads it and goes, okay, so mm -hmm. there's the one, there's the two exits I know about, but I there's always, also two up there and two back I there. I always feel bad for the uh, flight attendants when they get up to do that safety briefing, because you know, you look around, yep. and no one's, no one's looking. No one's watching, no one's mm -hmm. looking. They're on their phone making their last little bits and you know i i will uh admit to to that on occasion though but there's other times i will seriously i will follow along and and just maybe just yeah. out of sheer respect to sure just, uh, well because it's you two, it's two minutes you I, know I, what it feels like to be talking and no one's listening exactly right? but even the oxygen masks and that was something yeah. else this pilot talked about is that they tell you time and time again and everybody's heard it that you put your own mask on and then you assist anybody who mm. needs that assistance including small children or you know whoever and he's he said it's 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 instinctive to try and help your child but the truth is you only have something like five to six seconds in most circumstance where an oxygen mask is needed before you lose consciousness that's why you do yours first and and i just read that and went oh okay that totally makes sense then it doesn't help my kids mm. if i'm passed yeah, out yeah. with them, right? Yeah. It was just little things like that, that. Did we talk about that story? I think it was on Monday about um, that little French bulldog that went into we did. distress. They, and they I put saw an oxygen something, mask yeah, on and they him, put yeah. a little oxygen mask on him and and it's kind of a cute picture, but the poor little thing was in, in massive distress. Um, and then someone was afterwards, I saw a comment, it was like, ew, gross, what about the poor person that has to use that oh, afterwards? I can't. I can't do it anymore. Really? I did. I was like, <laughs> I can't really? do it. You don't think they'll wipe it out? I'm sure they will. <laughs> Jeez. Actually, Gross. I, I saw a video. Can't put a date or timer. dog kisses me on the face all the time. <laughs> yeah, just spit out Stranger, so Strangers dogs. There was, there was a video, and this was I'd not... Rather, I'd rather <laughs> talk to a stranger <laughs> yeah. dog than talk to that person. <laughs> there was a video, and this was not... I would not, kiss a stranger okay, before I'm I would... Dive okay. out of here on all counts. <laughs> they were showing... Um, oxygen masks that had deployed. The story was not about the oxygen mask. It was about something else. Somebody was causing a scene, the plane was coming down quickly, and the oxygen mask deployed, right? But what I noticed was people were grabbing the mask and then grabbing another mask because it wasn't inflating. inflating. And so they tell they you time and time inflate. again, it may not inflate. That doesn't mean you're not getting oxygen. Poor little puppy. Little French bulldog with a little... <laughs> you know, let me just... Can I add to your story this? 
can you imagine being in complete distress, a catastrophic failure on an aircraft, and it's going down, and then down drop the oxygen mask, and you grab that, and you put it on, and you get your kids looked after, and you say, <laughs> you pray to your Lord right now that we're going to, and they go, hey. Was that doggy breath? <laughs> a little bit of pupkis in Who's there. thinking that? <laughs> Excuse me. Just, can I get another mask? This one, it's a it bit of doggy like, breath. It smells like dog bones. <laughs> Peanut butter. And who doesn't like that smell, by the way? Doggy bones? They smell great. Oh, I don't mean like the meat, real ones. I mean those little biscuits. You ever eaten it? Okay. Weirdo. I am done. The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad.